fatherhood. It's how we keep our tribes and families strong. You've landed in the right place if you're ready for dad jokes, tips, and tricks on fun parenting. Also with interviews with some of the coolest dad entrepreneurs we could track down and have them share their strategies to tackling it all in business and life on The Dad Next Door. And now, your host, Mr. Dad Jokes himself, <laughs> Jason Centeno. I don't know about a superhero, but I feel super sometimes. How about you? you feeling super today? <laughs> I feel super every day, man. Uh, How you been, brother? Good. So for those of you who have never seen this show before, maybe there's one or two of you out there. What I do as a dad entrepreneur, and this is a show for dad entrepreneurs in case, let's pretend you've never seen this and this is all new and this is the first episode. I reach out to other dad entrepreneurs that are doing dad stuff. We get into their stories on what they're doing and why, and then how they balance that with family life. So everybody's an interesting story. Where I got the idea from, it was a mix between having some conversations. I guess it was, well, lunch, real estate uh, function. And then a friend of mine also kind of inspired me to do this, but it's been, it's been awesome getting into other dad's heads in a way that I don't think a lot of people really try to do. I think we just kind of get, kind of like Father's Day, we kind of get the, yeah, 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 just keep doing what you're doing. That's what you're supposed to do. That's your job, right? So what I do in the off, you know, when I'm not on camera is I try to help people turn their big tech ideas into reality, taking that and, and, and helping them package it so that they could, you know, take it to market. So I do that with a company called Sela Labs. I call my my portion of that dadlabs.tech. And if you're interested, if you have an idea or, or a young person in your life that has an idea that wants to take this idea they have in their head and turn it into a reality, definitely reach out to me. And then Brian here. So we met in a Clubhouse, right? Did we meet before Clubhouse? Or we met we met before Clubhouse. Okay. Well, I was I think, yeah, you know what? I was looking for other dads who wrote books and stuff. And I think we came across each other on Instagram. I think that might have been it. And then we started yeah. talking and then and then we ran into each other in Clubhouse. But he was interesting because I was looking for more dads doing big stuff like writing books and doing podcasts. And of course, when I did the search dad up podcast came up pretty, you know, it caught my attention. So we started talking and then we, we encountered each other. So I was like, well, you know, we got to do a show together. So that's why you're here. You're here to entertain not only dads, but, but everybody. And guys don't know, he like, he runs multi-million dollar corporation. <laughs> he's like, he's like reverse Batman. He's just like back here doing superhero stuff in the, in the, in the nighttime. And Brian, tell us your story. I know it, but the evolution from dad basketball coach to dad with a passion for you know with the podcast passion with reaching out to other dads with holding down facebook groups and just being you know one of the guys in the in the dad community that's taking charge and being a leader and hell you even hired a board of directors which you just hit me with that right before that so i got to hear more about that tell tell these guys what's your story yeah so uh first of all Jason, it's obviously good to see you and uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You have one of the best shows out there. I mean, so I'm just excited to be here and excited to chit chat with you about uh, dad life. But um, kind of backing up with me, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a household where both my parents worked and uh, they, even though they were around, they weren't super involved. And uh, I mean, I can count on one hand how many games that they came to that I participated in. You know, I wrestled and played water polo and swam and all that in high school. And um, I can count on one hand how many times they actually came to watch. Um, and it wasn't because they didn't want to. It was just because they worked. Um, and I just told myself that when I got older and had a family of myself, I wasn't going to be that way. So I focused on being 
an all-in dad. That was my that was my mission when I had my two boys. Um, they're both adults now, 22 and 19. But when we had them, I was all in. I was committed. Started coaching them at the age of four and coached them all the way through high school. Going to the podcast, I mean, that journey kind of started, I guess, out of fear. I saw that both my boys were you know, my older son was out of high school at the time. My younger son was about to graduate high school. And I kind of saw this dad journey ending. Uh, I had kind of done my job. My wife and I had done our job as parents raising our boys to be well productive young men. And uh, it kind of scared me because I'd been so involved in their lives. I didn't know what was next. Talked to some people and kind of got the idea that, uh, hey, maybe I should jump on this dad this podcast journey and kind of not really share my story, but hear other dads stories and hear what their experiences have been. Because we know that dads kind of get stuck with the stigma of being the babysitter. Um, it's kind of that I'm trying to change that as you are trying to change that. Look, we're not just babysitters. We're doing all kinds of things. And um, so I wanted to hear other dads experiences and I wanted to teach dads that may be struggling in certain areas of their child's life, whether it's the young toddler ages, the teenage ages going into uh, adulthood. There's a dad out there that I interview that kind of shares some tips or suggestions or experiences that other dads may take home and go, Hey, I can apply that in my life. And the other point of the show is just, just to say, hey, you can be a very successful father and be an all-in dad. Dads carry the weight of trying to be the financial provider for their family. So they think they have to work these 80-hour weeks in order to pr provide for their family. And, and yet they're missing out on all the opportunities and the growth and the bonding with their kids. And so the other point of the show is to say, hey, you can have a successful career, but at the same time, you can also be a successful successful father. So uh, that's really where the journey of the podcast came from. And um, I've had the honor of interviewing some you know, celebrities, uh, high profile guests. And it's just been, it's just been an amazing journey. And I've learned a lot, made a lot of new friends and I'm um, looking forward to it continuing. Aside from me right now, who was your favorite? <laughs> Chris Powell, who's a extreme makeover, weight loss makeover guy, uh, had him on my show. He was unbelievable. Chris Gronkowski, the brother of Rob Gronkowski, had him on my show. He was good. I've had some, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, MTV. The moms are real familiar with the MTV Teen Mom, but uh, I've had a couple of the dads on my show from Teen Mom on MTV. It's been a pretty cool journey. Who was the first person to co-sign when you decided like, hey, I think the podcast is the way? Who was like your number one person that was like, yeah, do that. Like, yeah, you should go whole hard on that. Well, other than my wife being my biggest supporter and my biggest fan, she was actually on my show too. She was my 50th episode. So, but other than her, uh, really the idea came from my brother-in-law and I don't know if you're familiar with who he is, Ed Milet, but he's, he's, uh, he's my brother-in-law. He's got a couple million followers on Instagram, does a, does his own show himself. He actually is the one that talked to me about doing the podcast. He suggested it or you asked him if it was like, should I do this? Like which one? Well, I actually, it's funny. I was, I was sitting on in at his beach house in Laguna. We were sitting out on the back patio and I was kind of sharing my, kind of my fear of going into this new uh, chapter of my life with both my boys gone. His son is, uh, is now in college, but his daughter is still in high school. And, uh, so he still had a couple years to go, but I told him, I just said, man, I just don't know. I'm kind of feeling this emptiness in my heart. Like they're going to be gone. And I, what do I do next? And he said, why don't you just share that? Why don't you just talk to dads on a podcast? Why don't you do like some sort of dad podcast? So he suggested it. 
And I just, I never thought about it. Went home, started talking to my wife about it. She's like, you would be great at that. You need to do it. And that's kind of how the ball got rolling. This kind of stuff running your family other than your in-laws, um, as far as just entrepreneurship and creating things out of thin air, you know, because of a personal need. And then it's like, well, more than me just need this. So is that anything that runs in your family or that you're kind of the first guy? Yeah, no, uh, it's not. Both my parents have worked uh, in the healthcare industry for 40 years now. I have aunts and uncles that all worked regular jobs. It's not really in my in my family. I do have a, a cousin that's an entrepreneur. Uh, but other than that, no. It, the funny thing is, is ever since I've kind of um, looked at this journey of being this entrepreneur with this podcast, um, my older son uh, has kind of seen you know, my brother-in-law and a couple other family members on, on, on my wife's side of the family that have been entrepreneurs. And he has kind of gotten that, that entrepreneur bug in him. He wants to be an entrepreneur. He wants to do something on his own. He doesn't want to work for, for a corporation. He wants to do something on his own. So he's graduated from college now. He's just saving money, but uh, he's got the spirit in him. So I was, I was actually going to ask you that, uh, like, that was my next question is, is anybody in your family, like the kids want to follow in your footsteps and it's great when one does without the prodding, I guess you could say, because every, every father, I feel like, well, most of them feel like, Hey, I you know, I'd like to pass this down. Or that just seems like something that I don't want to say define them, but like, if you like your job or you feel like you're giving, you know, value to the world, you, you want to see and teach that to your son, your, your son, daughter, but sometimes they just have no desire whatsoever. They want to be the opposite of you or it feels like that anyway. So it's always nice to know that somebody does want to do that. And I got to get with you because I might have something for you, for him that you might, you know, he, he might want to take advantage of a, it's called a young entrepreneur movement, something that just got started, basically taking guys with the, you know, college kids or, or, or even younger. I'm working with a 17 year old right now and he's looking pretty good and helping them go through those steps and kind of get trained for it. And then they have like three choices once they get certified on what they want to do from there. And they're all good choices. It's just a question of like what their, you know, I guess what their flame is, what the, what do they love to do the most out of those things and then go with that. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot that to you in a, um, later. So both my boys, the one thing I did try to encourage them to do, I didn't necessarily, if they wanted to follow my footsteps, I'm, I'm, I work in corporate America. So if they wanted to follow my footsteps, that was fine. I'm never, I'm not going to discourage my kids to, to go into any particular line of work. As long as it's legal, moral, and ethical, I'm not going to discourage them. But um, the one thing that I did try to encourage my boys to do is go into the military because I spent four years in the Marine Corps and I, I felt that I, I learned a lot from it, had a great experience and helped me grow, helped me learn work ethic. And uh, it also paid for my college. So um, it's just something that I tried to encourage them to do, but they had no interest in it. And that's all right. You know, it, I, I encouraged it. They turned it down. That's OK. Uh, they'll go on. They'll go on and find their own paths. And that's fine. I always felt like that. I would, didn't want to go that path. And I do see that. I probably would have gotten a lot farther just with that discipline, um, possibly. But. I've always been a little bit more self-disciplined than most people too. So there's kind of like this probably would have done me some good, but then again, I'm a hard head and a little bit of a rebel, which is the entrepreneur kind of thing anyway. Like you don't kind of want to do what everybody else is doing. So I just felt like it wasn't the greatest fit. And I ended up in a paramilitary organization, which was a little bit looser, but I had a kind of a little bit more flexibility there, but I do, I will say this, like just the value you get from team working with teams and other individuals which is definitely needed in today's age when people can't even get close to each other. You know, how do you do this over Zoom? And 
you know, with degrees of separation between you and that other person, it's a different world. So there's a benefit to it, but you know, it's not for everybody. So what's your daily routine look like? You mentioned you're in corporate America and a lot of my guests are all, um, you know, full-time entrepreneurs, not all. And I've also been both at the same time. So I had a full-time job as a firefighter and then actually I was also an employer, you know, so I, I know how both things sort of feel. How, how does that work out with you? I mean, you're a pretty busy guy. You're, you're working, then you got, you, you coach basketball and that's your passion. And then you do the, the podcast. So I guess, uh, what's a, what's a daily routine look like for a guy like you? Yeah. So I used to, uh, you know, doing the podcast, I used to have a, uh, an editor that used to edit my uh, podcast episodes there for me every week, but to save a little bit of money, I, I, stopped doing it and started editing myself. So now uh, once a week, I'm up at um, four o'clock in the morning and I'm editing this this week's episode. Um, so I do that one day a week. Uh, the other days, other than coming into the office, I get into the office around you know 7.45 or so every morning. And I typically leave around 5.45 to head to basketball practice uh, where I coach basketball until um, 8.30 at night, and then I'm home by 9. So that's really my day. If we have a game, uh, that it could get later. But uh, typically the family, because my both my boys are out of high school now, so typically the the, the wife and the boys will, will come to the games and watch the games with me. So but that's really my day, and I devote uh, 100% of my weekend to my family. It's kind of a reversal there. It's usually you go to the kids' games, and now they're going to your games, and that's actually right. – it's kind of it's kind of decent there. I, so, I tell them, I say, you you guys don't have to come to the games. I'm just coaching. You don't have to come, and they and they enjoy it. So, uh, so they come. So I mean, my next question, and, and what's your best dad life look like right now? Because they're out of the house, but then they show up for the games. So that's cool. So you said the weekends are dedicated to family. What's what's the ideal? I guess the the ideal weekend for all of you guys. As far as, you know, you're feeling fulfilled as a father and everybody's getting along because, you know. They're 19 and 22. They bang heads every once in a while. Obviously, the ideal day would be everybody getting along and, and we're, in, we're enjoying being around each other and just having really open open uh, conversation. You know, when we've gone out and done activities together, whether it's taking the dog to the park to play catch or just even down to the beach, uh, those kind of activities I love. We're going to Hawaii this summer. So, uh, the four of us off into Hawaii for for the, for a week. Uh, it'll be it'll be exciting. So just everybody getting along and enjoying each other's company is ideal, and it doesn't have to be on a weekend. It could be any day of the week. So that's the good stuff. But what happens when twenty two year old shoots a spitball in nineteen year old's eye, and you get angry at them? And how how do you handle the anger and the you know like you know because even older, they're going to do stupid stuff. <laughs> it's, you know, it can be tough. It's, it's challenging because part of us wants to react instead of just respond. And uh, that react reacting in a way that can get us in trouble is what can get us in trouble as parents. But, um, you know, for the most part, our, my boys are um, pretty good friends. They go to the gym and work out together every single day. Um, so they do hang out with each other a lot uh, when they're not, getting along. And there are those days when they don't get along, they just stay in their separate corners. So one will go to one room and one will go to the other room or one will go to the gym. The other one stays home. I mean, they just, they just kind of leave each other alone. They're actually pretty good about that. 
don't get me wrong. We've had our moments where they've gotten into little tangles and we've had to break them up. Uh, but you know, it's part of, part of being brothers, you know, but I know that there isn't anything in the world that they wouldn't do for one another. If one of them needed something, uh, they would be there to help each other out. Um, but on those days when it's bad, they pretty much just are pretty good about just kind of leaving each other alone. I mean, they're, they're adults now, so it's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah it's a little bit different. My world, it's there's right. six and they're, and they're, and they're uh, all different sizes. And you could say the same words to all to three different ones, the same exact words. They all take it differently. One will cry, one will scream, one will be insulted, one will laugh. And you're like, are we all on the same page? And no, you're definitely not on the same page. You're sometimes not even in the same universe. So right. you just have to handle that <laughs> the best way you can. With, with six of them running around, you're on six different pages sometimes. Yeah, or at, at least that many. Sometimes not even on my own page. I don't know whose page I'm on. <laughs> so what's your, so what would you say as a dad, like what's your superpower that, you know, you feel like your kids are good because you feel like you mastered this one sort of talent or, you know, discipline. What would you, what would you say that would be? My superpower would probably be with my boys is, gosh, I, want, I almost want to name two of them, but They'll probably disagree with me. Communication. I'm, I've always pushed never, ever be afraid to talk to me about anything. If I know that something's going on with them, I will do whatever I can to, to help them through it and talk to them. So communication is huge for me with my boys. And the other one is, is love. I'm really good about showing them love. They may not like it all the time. Uh, they may tell me to get away. Love and communication are the two superpowers that I carry and uh, I'll continue to carry until the day I die. Now, what about your kryptonite? Like, what would be the op? What about them will always kind of, they'll have you at a little bit of a disadvantage or on your heels? That's the react versus response that I was giving you earlier. I'm an ex-Marine, so uh, I'm, I can be hot-headed. You know, they tell you, they tell you in the Marines, you're taught three, really three things, how to cuss, how to drink, and how to kill. I have a tendency, I can go from zero to 10 real super quick. And it's something that I've worked on for many, many years and will continue to work on. I'm not perfect at it. My kryptonite is kind of jumping the gun on things sometimes. And it's not so much now because like I said, they are adults now. So it's a little easier to manage. But when they were when they were younger uh, and they tested me, pushed my buttons, I had to, uh, to work through and continue to work through to this day. I'm not perfect. Like I said, yeah, that's probably it for me. Give me 100 right now. Well, I've tried that route. In the rain and midnight. <laughs> I've tried that route. Drop and give me 40. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to take your shot, right? Right. Um, so I'm going to, sometimes I like to do this because, you know, it puts people on their heels a little bit. I, I ask these random questions and I just, I just do it to see what, what other dads say, because it just makes me laugh sometimes the stuff we come up with. So I'm going to ask you these totally random questions. And you answer them. There's no right or wrong answer, but it's just my way of uh, <laughs> breaking things up. All right. So what's the first thing you notice about the opposite sex? A uh, hair. Hair? Like if it's on their lip or just like the style? They right. <laughs> right. Yeah, their hair. Because those are both very noticeable. All right. <laughs> if you were stranded on a tropical a tropical island, what two things would you want with you? Should be good for a marine. What what would you need? Water and my wife. I was gonna say a knife, but okay. <laughs> no, I it was it was either a to, it was a toss up between a knife and, and water. She must be able to cut with her hands or something. I mean, you know, I'm just thinking right. I'm just thinking well, your buddy. I'll, I'll figure something. 
I'll figure something out. <laughs> All right. What's the first thing you notice about someone when you first meet? What's the first thing I notice about someone when we first meet? Gosh. All right. I'll think about that one. You got to move to the next one. <laughs> There's no time limit on this. All right. What's your, what was your favorite book growing up? The Bible. Yeah. Read a lot of that every day. <laughs> You've passed... 80 out of 100 because you skipped one. <laughs> right. There's no grade here. <laughs> um, probably, I mean, probably just their uh, smile. I don't know. <laughs> now, if I if I meet somebody and they don't smile, I'll notice that they're not smiling and uh, that'll stick out to me. So. Your feelings be damned. <laughs> you, would never, you wouldn't even get off the first in the first campaign show. They were like, ah, he said damn. <laughs> uh, all right. So what's one weird thing most people don't know about you? Uh, what's one weird thing? Uh, I, I have several. I'm addicted to candy. I can't stop. <laughs> now, do the people in your house enable you or you just have stashes? They try to stop you and you just have stashes. This is a problem I experience as well. I'm just curious. Half and half. Like my wife will actually, my, my son is a, he's a little bit on me more than, more than anybody else. But my wife just told me the other day that next week we're, uh, we're, we're taking the candy away. So <laughs> So yeah, I'm 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 like every night I've got to have it. It's me or the candy, and it's like, <laughs> want a candy on you? Can we wake this out? They're always trying to always trying to ruin a ruin a good party by snatching out the Snickers. I don't know M and M's too, peanut M and M's stuff like that. White chocolate is my you know white chocolate peanut butter cups. That's it. I'm surprised I'm not diabetic right now. I'm like the old people candy, like the butterscotch and you know that kind of stuff. Like I have bag, I have a bag of butterscotch candies, like a Ziploc bag of butterscotch candies next to my bed. Uh, a, a toffee man, a man of refinement. I see. <laughs> That's something I need to, uh, I guess, limit. But six or seven of them butterscotch candies in my mouth at once. <laughs> that is a, that that that's a habit, especially if you gotta like talk to somebody really quickly after that. You're like. Looking like a squirrel or something. Well, no, my wife, my wife gets mad though because you know, we'll go to bed and I'll be watching TV and we're laying in bed and I'll be eating candy and I'll fall asleep and then I choke <laughs> and it wakes her up because I'm coughing from choking on candy. Wow. Yeah, I guess that is that is a problem. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's a problem. Falling asleep with chewing gum is also a problem, but that that's a definite one. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess there could be worse problems, but uh, yeah, that's it's a bit of an issue. <laughs> so, so you, I'm not sure how many questions you get asked in the course of a day as far as what you do. What is one question you wish people would ask you, but they never do? Where did you grow up? I guess. I mean, I never get asked that. It's people are surprised when I tell them I'm in California. You want to hear one that I'm not not just it's a common one. I'm starting to hear a lot now, and it and it's really. It's sad because it's so simple and it keeps coming up. And and that is, how are you doing? Like, how are you really doing? People don't ask that. Yeah. But you know what's funny that you say that is I've noticed that that has come up more and more since the pandemic hit. I noticed that people ask that have been asking that a lot more just since the pandemic. But you're right. Before it was it was never about that. Yeah. So that that always I mean, it's a little bit sad, but it's like, I mean, Hearing that makes us, at least hearing that makes us think about that more, which is awesome, yeah. which is why I'm glad people start saying it out loud. But yeah, um, that that's one that I find people saying a lot. I mean, I've heard at least four times when I've asked that question. So here's another one. Is there any questions that you're tired of people asking you? I don't know, maybe in the as a basketball coach or in the bank or whatever you do. I mean, 
Yeah, you know, one of the things that I get asked a lot is how do you deal with parents with being a basketball coach? Um, and like backseat drivers or just overprotective or just way too controlling? Like what? what yeah, like, how, yeah, like how do you deal with over, I guess, helicopter parents? You know what I mean? But that was more that was more before because I, I coach high school now. And that was more in, in the elementary, junior high age that that would happen a lot because parents were truly, really trying to coach their kids up. It happens every once in a while in high school. Uh, but right. I mean, it hasn't happened to us for a few years. So we've been pretty fortunate. But uh, that's one thing that drives me nuts because, listen, uh, we're all parents. We're all trying to make sure that our kids do the best they can. And parents don't, they get excited. They don't quite understand that, hey, I'm not supposed to be coaching from the sideline. I'm supposed to be cheering um, or from the stands. I'm supposed to be cheering. So um, it's always been a, it's always been a touchy subject. Why not just air horn? Anytime. <laughs> just be that guy. Like, what's a dad stereotype you feel like you don't fit in now? When I say dad stereotype, there's like white New Balance sneakers. There's Mr. Grill Master. There's Mr. Mechanic. I can fix anything. Like one of those, which of those kind of stereotypical dad things do you think like you're like, oh, I'm totally not that guy? Oh, man. I'm, um, I wish I could fix everything. I am pretty handy. I'm not. I can mechanically fix a lot of things. But I think my wife probably prefers that I pay somebody to do it. I'm probably that one. The dad sneakers and stuff like that. Yeah, unfortunately, I have them. But, you know, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. So, so I'm, uh, you know, I got, I got the dad wardrobe going on. I try to dress a little hipper, you know, a little nicer, a little kind of more in style. And, and my boys always make fun of me. So, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I uh my son's got like the same shoe size as me now. So I'm definitely going to start stealing sneakers just like he used to do. <laughs> oh no, I, I can't. I'm, I'm a 12. My boys are 13, 13 and a halves or something. I can't wear their shoes. I can't wait for someone to tell me like the best dancer. Like I'm like uh, a competitive dancer dad. It's like, that's like one of them. I'm waiting for them. The strange ones like that. Like, you know, to, you know, cause they sometimes like, Oh, you're an old guy. You can't really dance. And some, some come through, but I can't wait to that one. Like I'm a professional break dancer. I still got it. And go backspin on people, that kind of good stuff. Uh, we'll see. One day I'll get him. Ask your brother-in-law. Maybe he he, he looks fit. He probably could do backspins and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I I have been known to throw down a few, uh, a few big break dancing routines uh, in my day. So what? Yeah. Back up off your desk. Now my, my wife and I have been to weddings where I've been the, you know, the guy out on the dance floor doing the backspin. So <laughs> It's been a few years since I've done that, but uh, I have been known to to throw down some moonwalking and some break dancing and backspin. So the Dad Up podcast, right? So where, like, where do you want this to go? What would you like to see? Do you see it going big? Like, you have a vision for this thing, and how can you know anybody watching this, myself included, like help you get that to where you wanted to go? Like where you feel. Yeah, like I'm looking. I'm looking for a really huge uh, movie deal. So if there's uh, any producers out there that are Doctor Vibe, he's heavy into the shampoo. Game. I know. I know. <laughs> and with no hair, got Dove hair care products. <laughs> right. Like, crazy, and it makes me laugh. But if if nothing else, that's like well deserved. He, I mean, he's a smooth guy. Like he deserves that. But I, yeah. I, I thought that was funny. No, you know, honestly, I'm I'm looking at. Uh, I'm I'm in the process of. Uh, uh, writing a book. Uh, so I'm, I'm going down that road a little bit. Uh, eventually I'll get to a point where it's, uh, my podcast is monetized. I've had companies that have reached out to me 
um, big companies that have reached out to me and actually sent me contracts to, to put commercials in my shows of their products. And it's just not something I'm, I'm interested in doing yet. So right now the monetization side of it is, uh, is, is not where I'm at. I, I kind of want to grow it a little bit more, uh, kind of get a little bit more exposure before I start considering that. The one thing that I am going to move to, cause right now it's only audio. So I am looking at ways that I can move to uh, video, uh, podcast, uh, because I think it's important to get the YouTube side of things going. Um, so that will help, help with the exposure, obviously. So, uh, that's one direction that I'm currently working on right now. Uh, and then obviously, uh, just through the, you know, getting the book done and the book's gonna, probably going to be another year or so before it's completed. But, um, yeah, just, that's kind of the direction right now, monetization. I'm probably looking at a year, maybe two years down the road before I start really considering, uh, monetizing it. Yeah. I think it's everybody's holy grail, but for, well, two things, number one, you're kind of like this is Streamyard, so don't you know you should consider this because basically you can pull the audio straight from it and put it right into your podcast, so you'll have both audio and video. So I mean, maybe practice, start start practicing and doing it that way, and then that that'll get you there a lot quicker. It doesn't have to be fancy in the beginning; it's just practice to to make it perfect, right? So there's that the path to monetization. So you know, I'm a business person, and you know, I've I've considered that, and I what I've gotten from it is that. I don't mind that it's not because it's fun, number one. Right. So I think above all things, it should be fun for you and, and rewarding mm -hmm. in that aspect. I mean, for me. And then that's that'll come eventually. But um, yeah, there's only so long you can do something like this and, and incur a certain amount of cost before that that is going to be necessary to keep it going. But in the meantime, you know, have fun with it and 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 as long as you're authentic and people get to feel that, then the audience will build, even if you have two, three viewers for a while. But once you get up to that 50, 100, yeah. I guess, uh, create this big old um, swirl of activity and what you wanted, what you intended it for. So that's good. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm all I'm all about the, you know, I kind of approach this as kind of a, like a little hobby. Um, a way that I could kind of what I, the way I see it is the way that I could kind of give back to other dads and kind of help them out in their journeys if they're struggling in any, in any areas. But uh, yeah, it's really been just, I've just enjoyed it. And it's something I've committed to uh, and I stick to every single week. I, I put out an episode every single week, haven't missed a single week. Uh, and it's just something that I enjoy doing. So, and it doesn't, I mean, it, it takes a lot of time, but it really doesn't. Uh, because I do try to uh, balance it around family and my job and basketball. So if that means I lose a couple hours of sleep to do it, then that's what happens. But uh, it, it's pretty easy to manage. Um, it's just, you know, every week I got to balance it out. Yeah. Well, to that end, um, you told me something interesting. Um, normally we ask, well, well, I, I have conversations with other dads about masterminds, right? So, we're actually in one together. We still haven't gotten on the same one at the same time with Jeff, but mm -hmm. you're in it and I'm in it. And that, that's like an accountability kind of mastermind, which is cool for, you know, for mostly for dads. It's definitely for entrepreneurs. And then there's what you told me, which was you got your own personal board of directors, which mm -hmm. of course you were coming from corporate America. But like, tell me, like, let's dig into that because the way you explained it, like people have accountability partners, but you got a board of accountability partners. 
And what made you come up with that? Where did that idea come from? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. And, you know, it's, it's actually more common than you, than you realize um, and then you know. Uh, it's, here's the thing. Companies, large companies, um, even small companies, they have board of directors that help keep the company functioning and help to keep the company um, running successfully. Uh, and then, and then you look on the flip side where you have entrepreneurs or athletes, pro athletes, even, um, you know, actors, actresses, they have coaches that help them in, in, you know, workouts and training and speeches and, and, you know, their, their, um, speeches that they give it's, it's, so they all have these like personal coaches. So I kind of like, Hey, look, I don't have a company. I have myself and I want myself, I want Brian to be successful in everything that he's doing in all areas of his life. So health, family, you know, uh, my mental health, my spiritual health, my career, um, uh, my financial health. I want all those areas to be successful. And those are all areas that I can control. But how do I control those the best? And I found that in order to get the best control out of all those areas and have the most success out of all those areas, I got to have experts in all those areas help me. So what I did is I started vet, I started going through and looking at people that I knew that were very close to me, uh, that I had a pretty good relationship with, and talked to them. And I asked them, hey, would you be willing to be on my board of directors to guide me in this area of my life? Now, it's not something that's going to take a whole lot of time on their part. I do a meeting with them once every other month. So we meet every two months. Um, we meet for one hour and we go over the things that I have accomplished or not accomplished in my life over the last two months since the last board meeting and things that I may be struggling with moving forward. What areas do I need to work on? Um, and so it's almost like a a strategic planning meeting. Um, like how do I get to the next level before our next meeting? And um, I think it's going to, it's something that is going to really help make me better as a human being, as a person, as a father, as a husband. Um, so uh, yeah, so I got seven guys and, and I interviewed all of them, um, spoke to all of them. And then I even took it a step further where I wrote up contracts that all of them had to sign and say that, yes, they're committed to helping me out. And so they all signed these contracts and I signed them as well. And uh, so I have all their contracts. Do you meet, when you said you meet with them, are you meeting one-on-one -on -one with each of them for an hour every two months? Or is this like a group meeting where they're like, what I would vision as a board meeting with eight people going over the business of Brian, like, or the, yeah. Is that, is that, is it one-on-one -on -one or is it no, one-on-one? It's, it's, it's like a board, it's like a board meeting. Okay. So we do, we do via Zoom uh, because we're all in different parts of the country. I got, I got people in Canada, Jeff's on my board. So I got people in Canada, um, Jeff and Dr. Viber on my board. I got people here in California. I got people in Florida. I got people in Texas. I got people in Arizona. These guys are all on my board. So um, we meet via Zoom for one hour. It's like some Illuminati type stuff. Yeah, I know these secret dad meetings that I'm not a part of. I'm gonna start now. Believe it or not, though, listen, believe it or not, certain Google it. Google personal board uh, board of directors. You'll be surprised at how much information is out there on it. Well, see, I already have at least seven people a day telling me what I need to do with myself. <laughs> and 
I don't know. I don't feel like any of them are qualified at any point in any day. So I probably should. Say <laughs> now, um, <laughs> does your does your wife get a seat at this board meeting? No, it's a separate uh, entity. Yeah. And there's, and there's a reason why I did that. Um, I didn't want um, my wife or my boys who are both adults. Um, I didn't want any of them on the board. And the reason that I did that is because um, they're going to tell me what I want to hear. Got it. And I don't want them to tell me what I want to hear. I want them to tell me what I need to hear. And I know that these men that I chose are guys that are going to be straight with me. Um, and, um, so that's why I don't have my wife on the board. That is a good, intelligent and very political, politically astute answer. And I will, I will agree with you. <laughs> All right. So what's your best piece of life advice to other dad entrepreneurs? And I think what you just talked about right now, I'm going to, I'm going to look into that, especially because a lot of entrepreneurs are lone wolves and. I think there's a, a place between masterminds. I mean, there's there's masterminds, but sometimes everybody's in it to give and get. But right. it, it it's still it's omnidirectional, and sometimes it can't be focused if it's omnidirectional. It's still good, but like you know, it's not focused on a specific person's one problem, right? So I I like this idea because it's like you said, it's 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 very focused and and uh, detailed in it and its execution. What's your best piece of life advice to other dad entrepreneurs uh, sitting where you are now, having gone through it, um, different things. And then, you know, on this journey, you're, you're not what I guess a typical entrepreneur looks like to the Instagram crowd, right? Cause you're not, you know, you're older, you're, you're still in corporate America to some, it might just seem like, you know, you're just being, you're just doing dad stuff. But to those of us who know, like you are in a new position of, like I said, uh, you wouldn't be here if you weren't. And some people can't see that in themselves that even if they're behind a desk, right. Or serving on a church or just being a really good coach that there's opportunities in here to lead and also profit. In, in, a, in, a, in a good way, because that's what entrepreneurship's about. I mean, it, you, you know, there's a, there's a point to it all. What would you say to those kind of people? What I would say is you need to go through life uh, as, a, as, a, as a dad and an entrepreneur. You need to go through life and, and do things that fulfill you. If the, what you're doing right now and in whatever company you own or whatever business you're running, um, even being a father, if you're not feeling fulfilled, you need to take a look in the mirror and figure out what you need to do to fix it. But one thing that I've always tried to do as a dad and as a husband uh, and, a, and as a basketball coach um, is what can I do tomorrow to be better than the, than the way I was today? So every day I try to, I try to improve the best, get to the best version of myself every single day. Um, and if I'm, in, if I'm improving just a little bit every single day, uh, imagine that cumulative, what that means over a year. How much better I'll be. So I work on trying to be a better person today than I was yesterday. And um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the personal board of directors, if if you know your your viewers or uh, listeners are uh, have never heard of that, definitely consider it because um, it's even it's even I would say it's even better than going and seeing a therapist or, or a specialist because these are you know these are people that you trust and believe and and will help 
guide you in into being the person that you want to be. And you got to you got to put people in place that that are doing the things that you want to do. So how, how long did you have the board? Like how long has there been a board of directors for you? This is the first year. I was going to ask what you think the biggest impact had on you in a year. Like where did you improve the most? Yeah. Off of that. And then the least, because I know it's going to be different for everybody because, you know, some people are just, you know, they, you, I, I, I'd be surprised. I'd, I'd like to hear if you actually kick the candy habit <laughs> due to a board overrule. All right, buddy, you can only have one butterscotch per week. You're done. Right. Well, listen, I can I can kick the habit. I can kick the candy habit when I'm, when I'm like every every one of those guys. I think right. I'm training for a marathon or something. When I get to in, in deep into training for a marathon, I, I can I can stop eating candy. Uh, I don't like to, but I can because I have a goal in mind, and that goal is to finish the marathon. Once I'm done with the marathon, bring on the candy. Two scoops of Nutella. <laughs> how do you want to leave your mark on the world you know what if my boys um they grow up and they raise families and they are as involved and if they're in, as involved as a father as i have been then i've done my job um so i, I think i'm a i'm a big believer in um you know your your legacy is really built inside your home, not outside your home. So many people, so many you know, entrepreneurs or, or businessmen, they, they really try to build their legacy in their companies and their businesses that they're working on. But really, your legacy is built inside your home. So if I can build that legacy for my boys to where they're uh, as, as involved fathers as I've been, I can go see my heavenly father and be just fine. Yeah, that's good. Now, you know, um, I was just thinking, it kind of brought me back to reminding me, like, you know, you, you, you probably experience a little empty house syndrome and one, you know, sometimes it might be a little quiet in there. And so, you know, adopt a kid. You know, I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> you know, I'm on my mission. I got to get 100 kids adopted before I die. I know. And uh, yeah, I'm going to drop that in there every once in a while. Hey, I might I'll have to probably, I'll no probably be talking to you because uh, I've talked to uh I've talked to a few people about it. It's something that my wife is actually interested in uh, because obviously both my boys are, you know, my older son will be out of the house this summer. My younger son, you know, once he's done with college, he'll be gone. But uh, it's something that she has, she has mentioned to me a few times. So um, let me know. I can, I can definitely tell you there's, there's, there's a lot of ways to serve in that capacity that people don't necessarily even know about that will fit their lifestyle more, especially if they don't feel like they want to, chase kids around all the time i mean you know right I, I i look tired a lot but it is a it is happy work but some people are just like i still enjoy you know freedom of movement or you know there's there's a lot of ways so definitely um hit me up about that because i could i could tell you i could tell you some things where you could you can you can have the the best of all worlds in that and everybody wins but um right. all right so that was it. I kind of wanted to make sure I, I got that in because, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm all about that. <laughs> um, so you ready for these dad jokes, right? You said you got a couple. You said you had at least one or you had two because I'll take all of them. This show, <laughs> this show is all about over delivering now. Some people want, but you got I mean, you got the obvious one. When does a joke become a dad joke? You know that one, right? I do. I do. I, I, that's, that's good for teenagers. Cause they, they, that's a, that's a groaner, but you can share it. I don't know if anybody shared it on here yet. So, yeah, so a joke becomes a dad joke when it becomes a parent. So, I mean, that one's, that one's the old, that's the old, old go-to, but, um, 
you know, it's funny. There's, there's one that I, I don't even know if I've ever told my boys this one, but um, I've mentioned a lot about uh, the Bible and all that, but I don't know if you know this, Jason, but you know, Moses drank coffee and I don't know if you know how he makes coffee. I heard this before, but I forgot it. So lay it on me, Brian. He brews it. He brews it. Yeah. That's the old one. Yeah. I, I remember a long time ago. I heard that one. I was like, yeah. What's another one? Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of silly ones out there. What did one ocean say to the other ocean? Nothing. He just waved. It just waved. <laughs> it's the, it's the, the Atlantic say to the Pacific, but yeah, I got my kids with that one. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I did. You hear, did you hear this one? And since you know, we, we, we did a little church thing there for a second. How do you make holy water? Oh, boil the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one. I have heard that one. <laughs> there you go. All right, it's a golf joke. Uh, one who, who shit? somebody, somebody passed this to me. I'll pass it on to you if you didn't hear it. Why do you take an extra pair of socks when you go golfing? Why, in case you get a hole in one? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, Yeah. Late reaction. I don't know. You know, my wife does a lot of Amazon ordering. You know, there's always an Amazon box at my house. But I just want to let you know that I have I have ordered uh, an egg and a chicken, and I'll let you know. That one had some levels. People are gonna have to come back and rewind the tape on that one. But that's good though. Make them rewatch this. We get more views. Thank you. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna Google it. Wait a minute, what did he say? Uh, yeah. Came first. Be nice if they came with it. So what happens though, because they consolidate the packages, they might come at the same time and then you're screwed. Well, then I'll just tell you, they came at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> the age old question. All right, brother. Well, I know you got to go do some basketball coaching and stuff and, and I appreciate the time and I, I, I wish you the best for your podcast and your book because books are actually very helpful for this kind of stuff, especially seeing some guys take, they distilled a lot of the stuff from the podcast and put like all the best nuggets in. That That's one of my favorite books. In fact, I think he's in the guy who did the first one, um, How to, uh, what does he go? The, Dad, the best I can, that guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, I like the way he puts his book together. He put a few few happy dads on my radar. So hopefully I can get him on here one day. Oh, yeah. He'll definitely come on. Uh, yeah. He reached out to me to be on my show. Gosh, what the heck? Yeah, I got his info somewhere. I forget. Yeah. But if you need it, I can I can certainly send it to you. I've got his info. Yeah, sure thing. Sure thing. But um, listen, I appreciate you, man. Go out there. Coach these kids. Keep these parents in line. Go <laughs> Go go dad up the whole squad over there and let them know that uh, the dad next door said to simmer down before I bring the air horns over there if they want to get too rowdy in the stands. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll even brand it. Like I'll put the name dad next door and you can just right. hit, hit that on YouTube. It'll go viral. Just air horn and parents that are rowdy. That could be a thing. <laughs> All, right. All right, brother. It was good having you. Just hang out in the, in the green room for a second while I take these uh, – these lovely, sexy people out with a bang. Well, thanks for having me, Jason. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate you too. Hey, all you entrepreneurs and dadpreneurs. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel for past episodes. Show me some love on Facebook and Instagram. And if you really want to be a guest on my show, no problem. Just email the dadnextdoortv at gmail.com and we'll take care of you. All the information you need is on the show notes of this episode. This is Jason, a.k.a. The Dad Next Door, signing out. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>